Hey everyone, Shay Kool-Aid here, and we are rolling right through Cycle 3 today with Gunnar Deathridge from Project Runway. We talk all about the posing lesson of Cycle 3 that the girls give from Janice Dickinson, and the girls go to La Perla and do some roller skating for a Dooney and Burke campaign that still lives in Maxwell's head and closet rent-free. Please sit back and enjoy, Top Model Fan. You are going to love this kiki. Forever. Are top model fans born or made? Hey, I'm Shay Coulee, and welcome to Wanna Be On Top, a podcast where I explore the cultural phenomenon that launched a thousand smizes. As always, I'm joined by insatiable power bottom and top model expert Maxwell Esposito. Hey, girl, how's it going today, Maxwell? It is a gorgeous Monday here in Los Angeles, California. Things are going so well, Shay. It was great to catch up with our good Judy Bible girl last week. You know I stand that silly little internet legend. Um, I'm really excited today because we're going to talk about one of my favorite photo shoots of this cycle today. Um, the girls, are, we're going to talk about the Dooney and Burke photo shoot, which, um, I mean, Dooney and Burke was a legendary brand in 2004. Can you say... Legendary. You know, I mean, honestly, this was like a real like cute little like connection moment between like current culture in 2004 and like my mom and like because she said like for her, Dooney and Burke was like popping in the 70s and like that's what she was like clamoring to get alongside her coach bags. And like I felt like this moment specifically and we'll definitely get a little bit more into it in the episode was like Dooney and Burke like being like this is our comeback and we're going to throw it on these girls on America's Next Top Model and everyone's going to want to be a Dooney and Burke girl. Lindsay Lohan was also a Dooney and Burke girl at this time. I mean, and at this time and point, this is when uh, Lindsay Lohan's stock was really at its highest for, you know, being on East. Like, this was like peak Lilo. And it's just fun to see the ways that Dooney and Burke was just coming through in different cultural moments at this time. But specifically on America's Next Top Model, this episode is great because they just keep getting better and better. The judges are giving more character and the, the top models are also starting to fall apart with the hurdles that the show is throwing at them, you know. And I really wanted to bring in a guest today who I know also understands the pressures of being on a reality television competition and what it takes to survive. So I am very excited to welcome to the show today from Project Runway, we have Gunnar Deathridge. Hi, Gunnar. How are Hi. you? Hi, I'm so excited. How are you guys? We're doing well. Uh, doing fine and fabulous. Thank you so Wonderful. much. Excited to spend another day dissecting and discussing the cultural phenomenon that is Top Model. 
there are so many things to discuss. This is such a layered show, and I think it's like such a part of so many of our lives. So let's dissect yes, away. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. And I think one of the things I like love to um, ask guests, like when really starting, because I always kind of come from an approach with this podcast from a place of nostalgia. So I like to kind of like set the scene and kind of like know a little bit more about like my guests when like this was airing at this moment in time. So I'm wondering, you know, Gunner, where were you in 2004 when Top Model Cycle 3 was airing? You know, what were you wearing? Um, who was in your um, MP3 player or portable CD player? You know, um, just like illustrate that for us. So I think that an iconic moment in my life, I don't know if it's iconic now. At the time, it was horrifying. But this season, I was just learning to drive. And I got my first ever speeding ticket driving home to see the finale of this season. And I was oh my crying. Gosh. I was basically begging the cop. I was like, the, the finale's on. I'm waiting for it to get on. We didn't have TiVo. I lived in the middle of nowhere. I was going 110 miles an hour on a 55. <laughs> I, think it was, I went to court over this season of Top Models. <laughs> I was definitely committed to the fantasy that is Top Model. <laughs> oh my gosh. Ooh, I love that. that. That's giving me major shaky way rushing everybody at Madrigal's rehearsal energy as well. Like, yeah, we're on a time limit. Like, (laughs) I know. And I'm literally just like trying to think for like these like adults who probably had no context of America's Next Top Model to hear like these young teenage gay boys be like, you do not understand the importance of this. Like, Uh. I need to see my girl stomp the runway. This police officer in Hanover, Indiana at like eight o'clock on a Wednesday <laughs> night is like, where are you going in a hurry? And I'm like, Tyra, <laughs> I need to see who wins. I'm just, when you've committed to a season and you're that emotionally invested as a gay in high school, you're invested. So, so absolutely invested. Now, had had were you uh, someone who was watching Top Model from the start? Like, which what was the first season that you? Oh, from the very beginning, you yeah, came she, in from I'm the a gold star Top Model girl. Um, Love I it. Would, we would watch it. I'd have my double polo shirts on. I had my little iPod Nano with my name engraved on the back that I basically stole from a friend. Like, I was ready to go. This was my culture growing up. Yes. Oh my God. So who were, whose team were you on? Who were you rooting for um, in cycle three? You know, at the time I was such a team Amanda fan, but like looking back, I think Yaya was probably like, well, like it should have been Yaya. I think not that I didn't love, I just like rewatched it and I'm like, this girl's like it. She's such an it girl, you know? Mm hmm. Yeah, I was very team Yaya um, from the jump uh, because I was explaining, obviously, when Yaya walked in, I was all like, ooh, yes, representation. That feels like me. I'm rooting for her. I was like, that's my girl. <laughs> and the like, girl could move. Oh, absolutely. I was just all like, the body was great. You know, she just had such like a, just like a great sense of like self. She was just like, for being 21, she really was so self-assured and confident. Oh my gosh, and yeah. And just like, dang. She went yeah. on though. She got, she got her bag later. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. was just all like, oh, this was just a launch pad. Y'all don't mm-hmm. even understand. It's not to see it. <laughs> I mean, mm-hmm. the top three from this whole show, I mean, I feel like we're just was so good. I mean, even the top five. Knockouts. Like, really, yes. the casting and the way the show panned out, real, this cycle really worked out in favor of that 
the production of that show because oh, it yeah. was great. And then we were also yes. blessed with the jewel that is Takara. Absolutely. You know? Yeah. Like, it's so she crazy. Went on you to know, do other shows, right? She did another like VH1 show. I mm-hmm. was, was it Surreal Life or was. That was Adrian, wasn't it? I'm going to look this up. I know Takara did another show. Did Takara show. do the real life, Surreal Life? This season kind of launched TV personalities, I think, because I do think Takara did something. I know, obviously, Yaya is like a superstar, but, and then Eva's on this season, right? Yeah, she went. Yes. Eva, Eva the Diva. Yeah, so mm-hmm. Eva, like, naturally. And then there's a bunch of duds. Bless them. You know, <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, they live on in our heart. You know, in the, in the fond ways that we we look back on this, but um, yeah, did they have that superstar um, potential that uh, some of these finalists had? Have you ever um, run into some of them out in public and been like, "Where do I know you from?" Oh, this actually happened one time, and I realized I was like, "Ooh," because um, it. I was in LA and. Uh, I was out getting dinner with uh, with a friend, and our waitress was, um, I won't say her name, she was a cast member from season nine, though, of Top Model. And I, like, realized, like, at the moment, I was just all, like, I was, like, geeking out with fangirl. And I was like, oh, my God, like, were you on Cycle Nine of Top Model? And she's like, yeah, that was like forever ago, kind of like, and what would you oh, like to man. eat? You know, it was just like very, and I'd be like, like, oh yeah, that's, that must be really a weird. Having been on TV, don't you feel like if you're not one of the ones that can pull some kind of success out of it, I, for me personally, I was like, there's pressure to commit and like mm-hmm. raise the bar. That's not for everyone. Absolutely. You know? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And, uh. I feel like I've like learned that when you see the 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 top model girls who, you know, have just kind of stopped trying to be in this yeah. entertainment modeling sector because there are girls who have branched off into other careers in the entertainment mm-hmm. industry. But then, you know, there are ones that are that were finalists and, you know, made it all the way to the end who really just were like, I'm gonna like open up a, a restaurant. You know? I think Shandy like went Whitney. back to Walgreens. You know, she, she did. She did at first. Yeah, she yeah. said she went from Walgreens in Missouri to Walgreens in Times Square. So she, Bless her. you know, you know, she's having right? a moment on TikTok right now. She came across my feed and I was like, oh my god, Shandy! Like I got out of the bathtub to go tell my I was like, Shandy's on on TikTok right now. Yes, Ooh. we love Shandy. Yeah, we talked with Shandy. She told us all about her time at, in New York and top model. Yeah. She's just such such a gem, such a gem. Um, uh, I mean, also, I feel like I would be remiss if I did not talk about Janice Dickinson this season, and just like really, she really did make a splash this season. What are your thoughts yeah. on Janice? You know, I growing up loved Janice, like big fan. I watched it last night, and I was just kind of reminded of how truly fat phobic Janice was. Why'd you do that, Tyra? Oh yeah. I was kind of flabbergasted. And then it kind of made me like, I had this like flashback moment in my brain of all the problematic things Janice has done. It's like, yes, she was entertaining, but like, she like super problematic. There are moments where she'll like pull them in and have these little one-on-ones and they're telling her the darkest secrets. And then it's just like group meeting. You're the winner. Thanks for telling me about your bulimia. You know, like. Yeah. (laughs) She's like, she was Perfect for early 2000s TV, but, like, today would have been crazy to have her on TV. 
Oh my she, goodness! She no, really went. wanted to like maintain this, uh, like the standard of fashion, the stereotype that the fashion industry had at mm-hmm. like what we believed to have. So it was always interesting to hear mm-hmm. her and Tyra butt heads about that because she was always like, "No," but she seemed to like Takara sometimes. She, she was, mm-hmm. Yeah, she liked Takara's personality. Yeah, you know, were, she seemed to like her sometimes because there would be a like you know. She's like, you beat these skinny little bitches. But then there's other days where it's like, why? She was like, why is she still here? Yeah, like, yeah. She's fierce, mm-hmm. like because she's slain? because she is absolutely fierce. Yes, and and when I think about it too, I think back to like season one, um, when they felt that uh, Elise had an unhealthy like body like weight and mass, and Janice was like, I don't care. I think she's fierce. She's like, I love that skinny bitch. She's like, let's take she's her. She's like, to I Italy. love that. Yeah, she's like, I love that hungry, emaciated looking queen. <laughs> this is fashion. Like, you know, you can. Yeah. <laughs> she's European. She's European fashion. Yeah, Janice Dickinson out there, like, heroin chic. We love it. Remember? Allie I'd McBeal. See, I'd love to see what her rider was in her green room. <laughs> Janice Dickinson. <laughs> I've been she watching. Also- um, Halston on Netflix, so I can only imagine what Janice Dickinson's writer was. Ooh, you know, she smelled like Chanel and booze as soon as she walked on set. (laughs) She also went on to do a few VH1 reality shows, The Surreal Life and I think Celebrity Rehab. Um, (laughs) Oh. I think that's one she was on. Uh, Takara was on. There are actually some interesting correlations between those three shows, you know, Top Model, uh, Surreal Life, and Celebrity Rehab. Interesting. And Takara did go on to be on a VH1 show. She went on to be on Celebrity Fit Club. Celebrity Fit Club. They I did remember like that a, too. A weight loss boot camp for celebs. That was such a trend. Yes. That was a trend. Anywho. <laughs> I love <laughs> Would that really la- how would that do now? I don't celebrity know. Fi- I know. Like- I've when I read that I was like, oh, that's that's such an I can't believe that was a show. I guess I can. There was the, there was this moment in the early two thousand because remember there was like that show like The Swan or oh, whatever God. where they would get people all this like plastic <sighs> surgery and be like, look, you're pretty now, you know. And then they like, had to be in a pageant. That? To Wait, be the they no, I that's how it ended. So they got they got the plastic <laughs> surgery to go be in like a Miss America pageant post op. You know, oh my god, it, I, I loved love, it. I love American reality television, specifically like during this time. Like we were talking about this with like Evan Ross Katz, and like there, like there was just like this golden era that we got in the early two thousands with American reality television. Wow, anything went. That's what was wild about it. Really? Yeah, it was kind of like the final frontier, and everyone just all <laughs> like, we're just gonna try it all. <laughs> try the it wild all. west. Yeah, I mean, yes, the Wild West. That first ten years of reality, for sure. People were just like, "Let's put kids in a camp." Oh, I was literally just about to mention Kid Nation and how that has been like scrubbed from existence because they were like, "Oh, wow, that was like basically uh, child abuse." Um, oops, I think, I think the family. Oops, we took too. a whole bunch of minors out into the desert and and we're like, okay. Run a civilization. They weren't even minors. They were like <laughs> under 15. I mean, that is a minor, but that is like a child. I mean, that is like. They are, yeah, they were children. Isn't there a, kids. There's a documentary like 
telling you about this, right? Like, I, I think I recently watched I know something. it was. Andy I know it was Cohen. like covered on like yeah on Andy Cohen's um, yes, yes uh, coverage of like reality TV and you know I remember they were uh, interviewing two of the sisters um, from I'm just like wow just like wild just like really wild but, but also, also but also but also like those parents that are like that were like oh my god we're gonna sue them I'm also like did you guys read the fine print before you just handed your children over. Because Do you that's think that also... their contracts were that crazy then, though? Like, you know, there's, there's so many clauses in a contract now that, like, at, back in the mm-hmm. day, they probably didn't even know what to write towards it. Like, is it True. suable? Like, the, now there's crazy things, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I know you know, because I know. Like, <laughs> didn't but, those... like... <laughs> yes. Didn't those girls also, though, at the end of the show, after talking about that, be like, we would do it again, though? <laughs> Yeah, they, also uh, they, say that. they were like, but they're also we- adults now, yeah. <laughs> with like a fully developed frontal lobe and like the ability to like process stressful situations. Fair, but they still were like, we're doing, but we totally do it again. <laughs> right? <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. Well, look. Let's take a quick break, and then when we come back, we will look at how Janice teaches the girls a lesson. And posing. We'll be right back. We are back after having a riveting discussion about the uh, nutritious qualities of Albanese gummy bears and what really defines sugar. Um, we are here with Gunner Deathridge and we are going to be talking about some some funny moments with these girls who are pretty fashion clueless when it comes to a lot of these lessons on top models. So Tyra, of course, recruits her panel to teach the girls some lessons and this week we are getting a lesson in posing from Janice Dickinson. Maxwell, can you please catch us up on what is happening in Top Model Land at this point? Yes, of course. So the top models wake up from their brutal panel the night before to some Tyra mail, and it reads, New York pretzels are not the only thing that's twisted. Confused? Be ready at 11.30 a.m. The girls are rushed off to yoga class with this guy named Servas. Servas is there to teach the girls how to control their body. And pretty quickly into their lesson, they are surprised by none other than Janice Dickinson. And Janice goes through a bunch of poses to teach them how to pose properly in bikinis and in gowns. I think a really important part on this lesson that um, really was a missed opportunity was the fact that the instructor Servas, their name is spelled like serve ass. And if there is anything that I have learned in my life is that serving ass will get you far. Top model fast. So Janice. So, look, Janice says that she could teach anyone how to pose. Um, anyone. I feel like there, there, as, like, young little gay boys watching this show, there is a certain sensibility that is just, like, innate in us that allows us to, you know, project a certain 
emotion or feeling because for many of us, we had to project straight um, before coming out of the closet. So um, I'm just wondering for you, um, was there ever a moment where you wanted to be a top model gunner? Yeah, just every moment I was alive. Especially in high school. I mean, I was, I wanted the hair, the makeup. I was directing friends in photo shoots. So yeah, it like, it snowballed. I think that's the only reason I'm in the career I'm in now. Is because I started like, I wanted to be Jay Manuel, I think. Yeah. That, that was okay. like the end goal for me. Hear, hearing you like talk about that literally just like reminded me of the ways that like, you know, I would be trying to art direct and we would be, I guess, you know, for little uh, queerdos and, like, teenagers and things like that, the way that as kids we played house, there were those of us around the world playing top model. And, yeah, there there are definitely some photos out there that were taken on some digital cameras that were um, the product of wanting to just, like, relive this fantasy. Totally. <laughs> photos of you in a broken doll pose are there with your arms like this. Like, we all have that. We all have that. With our shoulders forward, all hunched over. It's called And some seat. converse and skinny ge- skinny jeans. In a V-neck and a vest. Girl. Wow, the V-neck and the, the vest. <laughs> trying to take you back. <laughs> Um, it is so true. <laughs> I went to modeling school, and this is not how we learned poses, the way that Gina has taught them at Barbizon. We learned the I pose, the S pose, and the C pose. And it was basically based on where your shoulders and your knees meet. So, like, I was standing straight up and down. C was, uh-huh. like, hunched over. And S was, like, hunched back. Oh. What hunchback? Like oh. an at, like an at, like if your 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 shoulders would go back because and your knees would go forward, like so think about like an S. Maybe I'm not oh. explaining that right. Yeah, it's like an S and then a C and then an I. So like your knees would be the top part. Maybe See, I, you got I that fancy. You got that fancy private um, modeling education, and I had to go to the public school of top model via UPN. Um, so I didn't learn about those Barbizon poses, unfortunately. Well, I was just really surprised more so that Janice didn't know those poses. Because I felt like I really had one up on her when she was not teaching them. It's like, where's the ass pose, babe? I, yeah, I mean, I don't know if Janice Dickinson had the means to go to Barbizon either when she was coming up in her modeling career. You know, you really were afforded some privileges. That- <laughs> I can't help that these pants are from Gucci. <laughs> <laughs> that the rest of us didn't have in our modeling careers back as well. So, you know, that 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 insider industry knowledge that you have is lost upon many of us grassroots models. <laughs> I'm gonna um, put that next to my bio. Grassroots model. <laughs> Top model facts. Can you um, imagine? Okay. I was going to say, who do you think did the best in this? Um, uh, for me, I'm going to say Yaya because I'm biased. Like, Yaya could never do any wrong for me. I'll tell you who did not do the best is poor Jennifer. (laughs) Janice could teach anyone who gets uninvited from a challenge. She was like, I know. Uh, Jennifer with a PH was good old Jennifer with a PH. Oh gosh. 
Janice said, I would like to invite you to not be in this photo really quick. <laughs> they weren't even taking a real photo and Janice was like, can you leave? <laughs> <laughs> if that's not foreshadowing, I don't know what is. I know. I know the way that she was just like literally dismissed. <laughs> Gotta go. Gosh. How do you think that she would handle being taught by Janice? You think you would do a what? Okay. Um, I, I don't know because I have an ego, unfortunately, <laughs> and I I get super defensive when I feel like I'm in the wrong, and I feel like Janice and I would super clash. Oh, like I feel like that would be great television. Oh, it would be great television. Yeah, great for TV and ratings. Mm-hmm. Horrible for my ego. <laughs> <laughs> well, this show knows how to beat your ego down, right? For real, I'm curious how you think that you would fare um, in this, Maxwell. Would you feel um, um, that you would be contradicting your ICS um, education? I would feel very confused because I would be like, well, Janice is teaching me, but I know ICS. So, like, what what am I going to do? I'm in a bikini. Miss Barb is on 2008 (laughs) over here. I'm like, is that when you need to do an I, a C, or an S pose right now? I don't know. Uh, This gown is literally through for a loop. Right? (laughs) So um, after the lesson, the girls, they get a visit from Tyra at the house. And she comes to them. She says, look. Um, I know it's stressful and I know, well, she says, I know how stressful this competition can be. So I have come to have one-on-one talks with each and every one of you. So Tyra takes the girls one by one to talk with each girl and give them some advice, ask them some questions and just get to know them in general. Look, first off, why does Tyra just love to just show up and surprise the girls. I think that there have to be producers that are like, now would be a really good time. There are girls that are on the brink of it. Like, why don't we, <laughs> why don't we get some real reactions out of this? Yeah. She doesn't even knock, that, like, No. She well, she's pays like, the bills. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say, I was like, she pays the bills up in this place. She's she sugar mama. She gets to just walk in the door. And when she walks in the door, all you hoes better jump to your fucking feet and scream and clap and act excited to see me. Can you imagine if they didn't? What would TV look like if they were just like, hey, how y'all doing? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But sometimes it did seem like that because Tyra gets in bed with one of them at one point. They were like sleeping and she was like, hello, I'm here. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, sometimes you don't have the energy to jump up and scream when um, you're sleeping. So Tyra wanted to give them um, at least a heads up by being the first thing that they saw when um, they woke up. Understandable. Uh, A courteous queen, really, when you think about it. I mean, no time for hair and makeup. There's no time to prep on that. But Mm -hmm. she wants... She wants to see you for who you really are. She knows that, you know, underneath that tough top model exterior exists a real person who just wants to open up to her about their deepest troubles, you know? And on that note, Takara with the breakdown of a century in her one-on-one. Oh my gosh. When she cried and cried... Why are you making me cry like this, Tyra? Why'd you do that, Tyra? I know, I know. And it's just like, in that moment, you really 
just feel for Takara and like understand that her, you know, as we're talking about, yes, these like tough top model exteriors that so much of this joy and, you know, this great energy that uh, all these judges and people like praise her for that it really is like the way that like Takara helps to just like build herself up and like make herself not crumble like under like the pressure of what she's dealing with in her home life and this seems like one of the first times tyra really was about to lose it too Mm -hmm. yeah she really was kind of like oh my gosh you're really crying i'm like i'm so sorry like i saw that look too she's like almost looked nervous she's like i did not mean to crack this open like this hard you know yeah She's like, we're talking childhood I mean, trauma right now. <laughs> right. I know. I know. Ty was like, oh my goodness. She's like, thank God this wig is glued down. <laughs> she started sweating she's it like, out. She's like, I am sweating. <laughs> <laughs> but yes. Um, I mean, on a lighter note, uh, let's just get into this mini challenge for the day. Okay. Maxwell, what is going on here in mini challenge world in Top Model Land? Yeah, so after the chat with Tyra the next morning, the girls wake up to some Tyra mail. It says, to ever dream where you are walking around in only your underwear, be made up and ready at 2.15 p.m. The girls are rushed off to meet our fave, Simon Dunin from Barney's New York at La Perla. And the girls are told they will be posing in underwear in a storefront window. This challenge is, like, kind of fun. I don't know. Maybe it's because I'm just the thought who likes to be in my underwear on the internet. But how do you think you guys would handle this challenge if you were thrown in a storefront window? I stress a lot about fingerprints on glass. (laughs) And I, as someone who wears a lot of, like, moisture, you know, like, I feel like I would have, like, an ebony complex from, like, season one and would just be worried about getting, like, just, like, greasy moisture marks all over everything. I'd be like, everyone knows now how much shea butter I lather on my body. Damn. Like, I feel like I would probably be, like, bleeding into that, like, silk La Perla bra and panties and be like, oh, my God, like, uh, sorry, that's, like, my shea butter that's just, like, seeping into your underwear. (laughs) Sorry for that spot. I didn't know we were coming to La Perla today. I think I would nervous sweat instantly. Because I'm not, I'm not thotty on the internet. I'm not that way in real life anyway. So if I was stuck in my, like, basically nothing there, La Perla, in a window Mm -hmm. on New York, I would be pissing my pants. I'd hold it together. But go ahead. I was going to say, those, the, speaking of sweating, those aren't really, like, well ventilated. You know what I'm saying? Like, on top of being nervous, like, it's going to be hot and stuffy in there. When I first moved to LA, I was working on a music video and the girl I was sewing with, we were doing Mariah Carey's video. And Mm -hmm. all of this, they've left a giant bag of La Perla in my back seat from it. So I had to run it to set. And it's like, it does not breathe at all. It's like, Uh. it sucks you in. The point of that is like, it's like almost like shapewear, sexy shapewear. So it's like thick. Luxury shapewear. Luxury. I mean, it's like a thousand dollars a top, like for a a top, I think that kind of luxury, right? (sighs) That better have a lifetime warranty. Right. Or at least a dry cleaning certificate. (laughs) 
a thousand dollars for like a bra- yeah. <laughs> At the very least. (laughs) A voucher, like, parking certification, like, whatever. Just, like, yeah, it's so expensive. You know this was an expensive shoot for them to do, because you know these girls were up in there ruining some La Perla right off the rack. Oh, my gosh, absolutely. And I kind of feel like that's why, you know... We start to see things kind of like work against Takara, you know, and we hate to see it because, you know, she shows up and there's obviously like very few options for her that are there and available at La Perla for her to like really feel her full on sexy fantasy. They were just like fully giving her like the mom Mm. treatment and that styling. I won't lie, watching it back, maybe it's just because I've been through the reality TV gamut a few times and... Mm -hmm. Like, we did a season where we worked with, uh, like, real people. And, like, a few of us had, like, very plus people. And that's not the problem. The problem is we didn't have the right dress forms for them. I had, I was trying to make a size, like, 20 dress on a size 4 dress form. And I'm like, that's yeah. ridiculous. That's unfair. So they set me up for failure. And I was watching this. And I was like, why would you, knowing that you have a plus size full-figured girl, send her into mm-hmm. La Perla knowing damn well they don't have options for her? So Exactly. I was like, it just, I get it. It's TV. And in that moment, I kind of had my reality check where I was like, it's TV. You know, it's, it's yeah. as much as it is about mm-hmm. modeling, it's not about modeling in this moment. Absolutely. We're going to take a quick break. Um, but when we come back, we will talk about the photo shoot challenge on this week of America's Next Top Model. We'll be back. All right, we are here still chatting with our girl, Gunner, and we are going to talk about a very fun photo shoot that the girls get into this episode. Maxwell, I know that you have been dying to break this one down for us, so please um, let the listeners know what's going on this week for the photo shoot challenge. Yeah, so after La Perla, the girls receive another piece of Tyra mail, and it says, the modeling world is a catty dog-eat-dog biz. Sometimes you just gotta roll with the punches. Be ready at 7.45 and in the morning. Of course, this Tyra mail sends the girls for a loop. They're thinking they're gonna be with animals. They think they are boxing. And the girls arrive to the Roxy to meet Mr. J, and they are immediately sent up to hair and makeup. And then he gathers the girls again, and Tyra shows up to let them know that they're going to be doing an ad for Dooney and Burke purses while roller skating. Hello. These photo shoots that the girls are doing on this cycle are so iconic. Dooney and Burke and it was such a major brand at this time. And this shoot is honestly so stunning. The girls are being photographed by Matthew Jordan Smith. And Tyra says that he is going to make them look fierce. Questions. Gunner, what are your initial thoughts on this Dooney and Berg photo shoot? Was it giving you what it needed to give? Uh, conceptually, yes. I will say leading into this, I think my favorite moment of the entire episode is when Jay is prepping the girls and he says, Kelly, I heard you want, I'll believe it when I see it, girl. I guess if you're good, like, he gives you like the most witty little line there. Live for that. But leading into this, yes. I like, I think this is actually maybe my favorite photo shoot of the season. 
<laughs> oh yes and poor kelly like why couldn't you just let that girl like, you literally <laughs> took time out of your schedule to just literally just read a little 19 year old girl who's just trying her best. i mean like, they named the let poor her have episode. her win <laughs> they named the episode after the poor girl she can't look oh, in the mirror oh. yeah <laughs> oh yeah when she's crying in the mirror <sighs> oh that's been me trying to smize through the pain. <laughs> Gotta model through it, though. That's Tyra taught us. Tyra Tidbit. Absolutely. Oh, my gosh. And also just, like, obsessed with that gigantic, beautiful disco ball. Um, right. And I love that, you know, they were kind of going for this fun, like, psychedelic 70s roller disco with, like, you know, this uh, fun modern twist on it. Uh, so... Gunner, do you roller skate? Uh, I don't do anything where I could accidentally break my hand. I got <laughs> yeah, I, I so have bills to pay. <laughs> like, <laughs> yes, <laughs> that's yeah. A fair uh, okay, so like, um, so maybe just even with like a sensible wrist guard, would that like make you feel? Um, you know they have the walkers. You, you know they have. It looks they like do. A, they have the walkers. Yeah, I, I would do it if I had a walker. Sure. Work, work. <laughs> you imagine, uh, so, I'm imagining you a gay skate with a walker. <laughs> that would bring them in. I'm imagining <laughs> you doing this photo shoot with a walker, being the girl that was just all like, no, I won't do anything where I can break my hands. So y'all need to get somebody from art department out here. Uh, I need a walker. It needs to match my outfit. They would have named the episode um, after me. The girl the- who doesn't want to break her wrist. <laughs> I was going to say the girl who needs a walker. <laughs> that, so you should name the episodes, Maxwell. Yes. And I, I feel like this, almost like this episode for this season was like the snatch game. Um, because it really separated the girls that were really doing strong and could continue to kind of like perform through these circumstances from the girls that were, you know, really just not able to serve through it. So are you guys ready to go through these photos? Yes. Yes. Okay. So look, the first up that we have is Amanda. Now, the judges thought that this photo is was absolutely fabulous and stunning and that the close-up is even better. Michael said that Amanda's photo is his favorite of the bunch and that Amanda has stolen the judge's heart with this week's photo. Uh, what do you both think of this photo of Amanda? Striking. It, back in the day, this was my favorite photo of the week. I would think that's debatable now, but like, I think her face is just so pretty in this photo. It doesn't really Absolutely. show the bag. No, it that's does what, it. Mm-mm. Not when you have our next photo underneath of it. Just like, yes. Yeah, yes. I mean, yeah. yes. I mean, let's move on to Yaya's because, you know, at this point, we're we're starting to see that there's this critique that's being you know coming in where the the judges just see dancer dancer dancer. Yaya is Janice's favorite, however, um, with this photo. Um, but the the judges really go in on her with this whole kind of like dancing storyline, and I'm just all like, do you guys see the same thing, or do you feel like this was just kind of like story? I think it was story. 
hands down. You know, especially when you've got people like Coco Rocha that are like, she wrote a book on how to move. And it's like, girl, that's dancing. Absolutely. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> I just, I'm like, first of all, you could pop open any publication and see this photo of Yaya. And you'd be like, yes, I want the bag. Yes, she's beautiful. Like, she is selling you everything. You want everything that Absolutely. she's selling. Does she make you want to skate without a walker? She wants me to throw the walker to the side, buy a Dooney and Burke, and just risk it all. I love it. Yeah, see? And that's what you want from an advertorial. You want it to, like, give you that type of reaction. Well, and I think this is an example of her showing dancer and it's working. Because I feel like, you know, cycle one with Giselle, like that sporty photo shoot they did and they called her out for being too dance. Yes, like that definitely did not work. That looked like it should have been in an ad for like a dance catalog. But this looks like it should be in an editorial. Like this is fashion. Yes. It is. I love it. Okay, so next up, we have Norel. Now, Norel killed this photo shoot. Nigel, Nole, and Tyra were all blown away. They said, damn, Norel, this is gorgeous. Even sexy. They think that she looks stellar, but Jana says that this is the best that she's got. <laughs> um, <laughs> do you believe that this is the best that Norel's got? I do, honestly. I mean, first of all, this is the first time we've mentioned Narelle this entire hour we've been talking. So that says something. <laughs> True. Oh, Narelle. She definitely we has lo- the charisma to carry her through. What is, I think, what carried her through. That adorable yes. Orange County girl vibe. Does she give you Ashley Simpson vibes? Yes. Right? I just, as I was watching it, I was like, this has got Ashley Simpson vibes to it. Like, like yeah. before SNL. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God, I live. Got stains on my t shirt. Yeah. Her TV like, nope. show was also incredible. It came out during yes. this time. Uh huh. What Gold. was the name of Ashley Simpson's TV show again? The Ashley Simpson Show. Oh, oh yeah. Okay, to the point. <laughs> yeah. It's all available on YouTube for anyone listening and needs a really great might. throwback because that is a full spiral. God, yeah, gosh, I, I, God, I'm still thinking about the SNL lip sync, um, fiasco. She got it together, though. She got a nose job. She dyed her hair orange. She got with Pete Wentz. She came out on top, I think. And now she's, uh, married to, um, Diana Ross's son. So she's just all like, I'm in, like, a great dynasty. Yeah, by the way, I did an Usher music video right before the pandemic, and he was there. He is stunning in person. Like, Mm. whoa. Yeah, they were both. I mean, there, he's but stunning in pictures. Girl, he is. He he holds up. I'm gonna say it that way. He yes. holds up. <laughs> <laughs> yes. In LA, oh my it doesn't God. always work out that way. No, no. So. <laughs> it's always nice to know. Yeah, I've seen some of them in the in even in dark bars. I've seen some of them, and I'm like, oh, you wear a lot of makeup on TV. A lot more texture on here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Okay, next up we have our girl, Takara. Nole says she has no sex appeal, macroaggression, like she was waiting for the bus. Janice thinks that she needs to be at the disco, and the judges were really disappointed because they know that Takara can do better. Her body looks banging here. Let's just throw that out there. I know. Banging. The latex 
right. It is doing everything that it needs to do. Like none, none, no one else in this competition would have the thick and juicy juice that they would need to make that latex pop and shine the way that Takara makes it. And I, I, I mean, do we really think that this is the best photo that she has? Like, I think Takara could do better, but I like it mm-hmm. still. I think it's beautiful yes. as well. But I mean. I agree with you, Shay. I think they really picked a lot of her. Like, I feel like when we watch her on set, they're like, yes, we love you. You can like see, you know, mm-hmm. you could take screenshots and they would be stunning. And then when we get to panel, like, this is what they have. And I'm just kind of like. This in-between shot. It's like. Mm. And I feel like they do that to her a lot in this season. We'll talk about it later with the YJ Stinger one, too. But I felt like, I just feel like they always pick her like third or fourth best, not her best. Yeah. What do we think about the hair in this photo shoot? The um, afros. It's a lot of yaki no. hair. It's a lot going on here. Mm-hmm. Danilo was on one. Yeah, especially for real, looking, for at, real. looking at Narelle's photo. <laughs> I mean, like I just scrolled back up to Narelle's. I'm like, oh. Yeah, no, that's... I don't know if that's okay. So also looks like it was left over from the Heatherette shoot. They did like a little. A it very. It was giving me. Yeah, it's giving me Heatherette leftovers. Especially yes. Ca- Cassie's for some reason. Ooh. It <laughs> looks like she's. They only had enough hair to do half her head. Yeah, they said <laughs> let's throw on this net and let's safety pin this afro over here to the other side. Um. Yeah. And, okay, so let's just talk about this shot of Cassie because Nole says that she looks empty. Matthew said that she needs to be on all the time. And that later added that she was a cold fish. And Tyra finds her somehow um, marketable. Um, Before I comment on Cassie, I just want to say, seeing those nightclub VIP sofas in the background of this shot absolutely are killing me. Why are those there? Why'd you do that, Tyra? I never noticed that. I noticed it earlier. Are those there? Like just what is happening? Where where is she supposed to be now at this moment? Like why are there seats on the on the floor of like the roller disco? It does make it feel a little bit more like a, a disco strip club. Like she's working at the Pyramid Tonight kind of vibe, you know? But, <laughs> well, right? I think, I think that is her vibe, right? <laughs> Cassie's storyline was that she's a stripper. Oh, yeah, she was she's, a stripper. She was. So she was working at the Pyramid, the pyramid Tonight. That. That's why when I, I thought it was very funny that Simon was like, she's very bada bing. I was like, I think that's kind of what she's going for. Yeah. Okay, so I mean, I, I I just want to move on from Cassie's because this next photo, I want to, I just want to know if <laughs> you guys see the same thing that I see, because okay, uh, next up we have Kelly. Okay, I'll, I'll I'll go into the judges' critiques before I see say what I notice. Uh, Janice thinks that her neck looks like a quarterback. She thinks that it's all wrong. Tyra thinks that her face is pretty, but it's the best of the worst. And they said that she looks like Miss J in this photo. And Tyra said that Kelly did the best for Kelly, but the worst out of the girls. Um, Look, 
first of all, I don't even know why they're trying to say that her looking like Miss J would be um, not a compliment because Miss J is a legend. The dress, though, that Kelly is wearing in this, tell me that is not giving RuPaul season seven promo a drag race realness. That silver dress, just put a blonde ponytail. Tell me that's not the dress. They must have borrowed it. Yes, I'm like I feel, I'm like are Kelly and RuPaul the same measurements? You think? But I um no no RuPaul is so tall. Oh my god! I know RuPaul is so I gonna, tall. I was gonna say I was like I think Kelly's like five nine five ten. So she's like my height. Yeah, mm-hmm. and let me tell you, standing next to RuPaul really makes me feel like a very short person. Kelly looks like the, she looks like, hey, how y'all doing? Come to life in this photo. Uh, It is giving me very, she is checking to, she's checking the temperature of the room. She doesn't (laughs) know she wants to like enter or just like roll right around the disco ball and then like exit. You know, it is very, hey, how you doing? Hi. This girl couldn't catch a break in this season if she wanted to though. No, she and she wanted to. She wanted to catch a break. She wanted it so bad. In the audition, <laughs> she came in. She was like, I'm the pretty girl from my hometown. And they were like, yeah, you're pretty. And they brought her in just to drag her down the road. <laughs> like, Yep, they sure did. <laughs> they did. They drug her the whole competition. Yeah, watching this back, it made me mad how they treat her. Like, I totally understand that they can, I feel like everybody should have their moment where they get beat down. But, like, the fact that they really did it to her the whole cycle. whole time. Really, Really stresses me out. <laughs> and I she's mean, a cute absolutely. girl. The like, Nivea she ad. is. She could, is. Move to a, she could move to a small market and just own the market, you know? For real. I mean, when Janice said she She would be Hitchcock, that girl. When Janice said she oh, yeah. a Hitchcock film. Ooh, ha, ooh, ha, ooh, ha. <laughs> I was just like, that's not Hitchcock. You're giving me Fosse. <laughs> <laughs> Um, okay, moving on to uh, last but certainly not least, um, Jennifer with a PH. Um, this photo uh, scared Janice. The photographer said that she was the least engaged. Now, this is another cringe-worthy moment with Jennifer with a PH at panel because Jennifer is asked by Janice why she wants to be a model. And she brushes it off and exhales and go, we did this last week. And the judges just don't think that it's cute. Do you feel like the judges think that she's skating through the competition? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I think that that is, first of all, a really horrible answer to a panel of judges when you're on national television. <laughs> Girl. Yeah. <laughs> check, check yourself and where you're at right now. <laughs> Second of all, yeah. I mean, the, this is also a really bad photo. It's all, you know. Yeah. Also, I feel like some that has to fall on the photographer, though, right? The lighting is really bad. The lighting is really not tea. And it's just all like... I mean, I can understand where there would be challenges because there's like clearly like a flash that's being used and, you know, she's not turned towards the flash. Who knows if that's what she was instructed to do and she couldn't like handle that with the skates. I mean, it's a lot because the the girls also do have like 
two persons. So it's, so it's like, I feel like everyone's balance was off because it's like skates and two persons. And it's just all like, okay, who is realistically walking down the street? Well, who is realistically skating through the roller disco with two Dooney and Burke bags on, <laughs> like on their wrists? Just like, but hey, it's a fantasy. I guess we're supposed to like fall into it and live for it. I was going to say, that seems very bad bitch-like behavior to me. If you're skating with two Dooney and Burke bags, I mean... <laughs> I feel like the bad bitch behavior would just be to get a Dooney and Burke bag that's big enough. To put your other Dooney no. and Burke bags in? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Where is the oversized Dooney and Burke... Um, um, what are those bit totes? Where's the Dooney and Burke tote? You need I'll the Weekender. At- I'll look it up on Depop. Yeah. I'll get another do- uh, Dooney and Burke bag off of Depop. For the amount of times that we've said Dooney and Burke on this podcast, on this episode specifically, I would really like um, a sponsorship. to see if we can get a sponsorship from Dooney and Burke. Their new bags look really cute, too. I looked them up. Mm-hmm. How much oh, are okay. they? I will. They're still around the same price point as they were. Like 300 oh. 400 not bad. Not crazy. But okay, well, I- you know what? The, look, it's been almost 20 years, and that's not inflation. Look, they have maintained. They have maintained. Look at that. Well, um, y'all, unfortunately, Jennifer with the PH's attitude was uh, not the best for her. Um, and Tyra sent her home this week. Do you feel that Tyra um, made the right decision? Yes. Uh, I think she was waiting to make that decision, too. (laughs) I know. It felt like they were just waiting to send Jennifer with a PH home. And it's just all like, I'm so glad that they pulled the trigger and just were all like, yeah, girl, bye. They just want to make sure that they cut her hair first. They wanted to at least do that to her first. Oh, yeah. I love at the end. My favorite is when you get to watch them fizzle away at the end of the episodes. That's like, (laughs) (laughs) that's like, you know, especially when you're glad to see somebody go like Jennifer with the PH. Like, you just don't, it just isn't your time. Yes. Not your moment. Watch her fade away. Yes. Into the ether while they play the top model outro song. Do, 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 do. (laughs) (laughs) I also, I'm very sad we won't be saying Jennifer with a PH anymore. I know. It tickles um, me every time. I know. Well, hey, uh, who knows? Maybe there'll be a moment where we can talk about Jennifer with a PH. Uh, no, she wasn't that memorable. Anyway, um, she really was. She wasn't. Well, maybe the ANTM on the butt cheeks thing will come up at some point. Um, oh, but yeah. that is pretty much the lasting legacy that Jennifer with a PH left with us so um thank Lots you for of your what time not to do's. thanks babes <laughs> yes 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 a lot of those uh so thank you for that uh jennifer with a ph and also thank you so much gunner for uh joining us today because that is all the show that we have did you have fun kicking with us yes this was amazing i loved taking a moment out of my day just to dedicate to america's next time model Yes. And um, please tell our listeners where they can find you online. So I am on Instagram and TikTok and YouTube at Gunner Detheridge, G-U-N-N-A-R-D-E-A-T-H-E-R-A-G-E. I make dresses and fun things and show you how to do it along the way. So it's a fun little ride. Yes. And don't worry, everyone, because we will be back here on Thursday 
with Gunner talking about fashion, costume design, and TikTok. So thank you so much for listening. And if you have any top model facts or questions for Maxwell and me or our guests, or you just want to say hi, you can send us an email to beontoppod at gmail.com. Remember to subscribe to Wanna Be On Top wherever you listen and make sure to rate and review the show. It helps us grow. I'm Shea Coulee. And I'm Maxwell Esposito. And as always, the question remains, Want to be on top? Want to be on top is not endorsed by America's Next Top Model or any other show's creators, producers, or distributors. It is intended for entertainment and informational purposes only. America's Next Top Model and all names, pictures, audio, and video clips are registered trademarks and or copyrights of their respective trademark and or copyright holders. To listen to Wanna Be On Top, ad-free, and Monday early, sign up for Forever Dog Plus at foreverdogpodcast.com slash plus. Make sure to follow at Forever Dog Team and at Mom Podcasts on social and rate and review Wanna Be On Top five stars on Apple Podcasts. Yes, bitch, I said five stars on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. Wanna Be On Top is produced by Forever Dog and Moguls of Media, a.k.a. Mom, hosted by Shea Coulee, produced by Maxwell Esposito, editing and sound design by Will Pitts, executive produced by Willem Belli, Big Dipper, Alaska Thunderfuck, Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. 